Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, we're back live for another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Just two chains here along with fellow hosts, uh, Silly Sellis and D-Wayne. Uh, we're fresh off um, election night 2016, which was a long night for a lot of people, and I'm kind of like still fatigued from it. But we're here as usual, getting ready to talk some wrestling because you know that keeps everybody happy, and there's always fun there. So, um, before we start, um, again, we want to uh, bring awareness to first, we'd like to tell you why, uh, excuse me why every month we change our banner to bring awareness to whatever that respective month is. And for the month of November happens to be um, awareness for pancreatic cancer. So if you see BGB went purple, we went purple for that, not for the cruiserweight. So I want to make that very clear. And um, all for any of you, uh, for any of y'all that know that we are definitely proactive in our community as far as uh, bringing awareness to um, others, um, obviously for viewers and friends, friends of the show, and and for our personal life as well. Silly sellers want to add anything to that? Yeah, just to make notice to everybody, um, breast cancer back in the 1980s is where par- pancreatic cancer is now. Um, it's very early in its research stages, but uh, progressive stages have on uh, at least uh, some type of medicine or healing for it. But it's still a long ways away, and it's one of the underfunded cancers that are out here in the society that goes along with lung cancer and other forms of cancer. So just to bring awareness, uh, CurePC.com is a great resource to try to figure out what you can do to get cancers. And check out uh, Purple Stride, uh, a lot of organizations that do walks and marathons on behalf of people fighting it. And Did we lose you there? No, I'm here. Oh, 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 it's not like I, you got cut off there. Oh, no, 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 good, good. Okay, my bad, my bad. Just repeat that last part just in case because I feel like I didn't hear the last part. Yep, yep, you can definitely check out the Purpose Drive um, and check out your local organizations to see where you can support Purpose Drive, which are like marathons or walks in your area, and it does it year-round, and it's definitely a good cause to help people that are battling or that you know to support them with pancreatic cancer. As well as um, you can check um, the official uh, pancreatic cancer um, Twitter handle at PanCanResearch um, if you have any questions. And if not, you know, if that's too hard, give us a show. You can DM us. We can play for you in the song. Like I said, we're, we're advocates for it. Um, and just trying to spread awareness for um, whatever the respective month is. And even for, you know, even if it's not that month. But we just want you guys to know that's why we're changing it for that reason. So, But anywho, um we move it. We're inching closer to Survivor Series, and you know we got the big fantasy match with Brock and Goldberg. But there's not much discussion to talk about there. I mean, Monday we do get the face to face, which, um, like we've been saying for weeks, we wish this has been spread out a little bit. But nonetheless, in the inevitable, that's going to happen. So we're we're not going to have much to talk about there. And there's not much discussion and debate to go there anyway. So what's the fun in that? But um, number one, I'm I'm gonna plug this that the WWE 2K17 officially uh, did uh, release <laughs> that patch. So gameplay is a little bit more stable, and I'm a little bit more happy about that. So um, you can now progress in your career without the, uh, being in jeopardy of losing it all, which is a scary thing, you know, but that's that. Also, um, for people that did not re- um, pre-reserve it, you can now download the Goldberg character in, in the two WCW arenas as well for five dollars in your respective game store for whatever council you own. So um a lot of people missed out on that, didn't get to get Goldberg. There was a lot of uh Twitter uh tweets going around asking for codes and stuff like that. So I'll figure I'd just help people out to know that now you can officially get it for just five dollars, whatever. So um anyway, the boys together tonight. What 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 what's the big hot topic sellers? 
People may not like this hot topic, but I feel like it's a good way to see it in two perspectives. I know we're just coming off the election. I do not mean this in a political way, but I want to compare who would you choose as far as having a more successful show between Shane and Stephanie? Who would you choose? Would you go with Team SmackDown and would you go with Team Raw? And I'm going to put that as a two-part question saying, did Shane do the right thing as far as being on top of this or being involved in this 5-on-5 Survivor Series match? And taking Baron Corbin out was that the right move? Um, okay, so Baron Corbin blocked us, so I'm still to this day will be salty about that, and I want him to know that I don't <laughs> appreciate it. And but there's a lot of other people that's also uh, in the block list, so you know it's kind of cool because you kind of feel cool because you're ex out with these other cool people as well. So I'm with that, but come on, Baron, like you, you can't be salty over a few couple of tweets on a on some bad promotion you did in your early days. Like, come on now. Like, that's, come on. But, um, I mean, what, 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 how, how am I supposed to feel about Shane taking over Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin's obviously a wrestler. And, um, I thought that when you think about your five versus my best five, I mean, you do get the intimidation factor about somebody who is one of athletic build and two, a taller guy so I thought it was like like more of a and, and, and not even to mention too he might be the only person that might be able to get Braun Strowman you know some eye to eye competition like as far as body body mass to and height and all that so and plus it's intrigued with that as well from what was that uh, um, was it the Andre the Giant Memorial yep it was something they stared off at, and it was a lot of intrigue from fans. So I was looking forward to that. So I'm not buying Shane being in there. Um, I got to say, Daniel Bryan looked kind of sad, saying, like, I'm unable to wrestle, because that would have been, been that would have been tight. I would have been all for that. And you know you could have spent it around with The Miz, too, if The Miz would have been involved in that match by not being part of the fire from SmackDown and eliminating Bryan or causing SmackDown to go down early. That could be a good side piece where you can have the Miz and Brian touch, you know, touch uh, hands a little bit outside the ring as a prelude for a WrestleMania match, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Daniel Bryan, I feel like um, from watching uh, Total uh, Bellas and just from what I'm seeing on SmackDown, um, he's very down on his luck about not being in the ring. And I just feel like at some point we do, we do. Um, get to see him back in the ring maybe for one more match, uh, really safely guarded. But I don't think the story is over for him, the fact that they're rubbing it so much. I mean, right. think about it. Um, anybody with depression don't want to hear about how depressed they are or the depressing factor to keep being rubbed in their face. So sure. um, I'm thinking there is some play in that. But as far as your question, though, I mean, I, I have to say honestly that the more intriguing people are on Ross on Raw, so I have to say Stephanie drafted better, but the better show is SmackDown. I kind of look at SmackDown as something like a more um, a more substantial NXT, you know, with mm-hmm. more no names, but the flow is about the same, you know. Right. But, um, I don't know. I got to say, your question's a little vague, so I'm going to have to have you to come back in there to explain with me which one would I pick because um, I don't think either one of them are substantially outshining the other. Um, mm-hmm. because, like I said, the talent's on one, the flow's on the other. And um, I mean, what? I could say, oh, well, Stephanie's good, but look, think about how to mishandle the cruiserweights has went. That's an automatic strike on one side. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. I'm writing in a vote. Triple H. <laughs> I won. Well, 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 writing in votes. Well, let me ask this then. And, and let's think about it. The reason why I got this concept of question, because I was thinking about that gimmick where Triple H got the approval rating where it was like thumbs up and thumbs down. And you remember that led to where Triple H and Shannon at the beginning of Raw was like, okay, we're going to make this work if they only believe in me. And Triple H and Sheamus was in the ring while Miz did commentary. I mean, excuse me, CM Punk did commentary. That, that's what I'm looking for. Like, w- would your approval rating be thumbs up, thumbs down versus Stephanie and Shane? Or who would you say has the ultimate advantage when it comes to the doing the right thing and running their own show? Hey, you said who am I voting for? I'm voting for none of them. I'm going with Triple H. 
So where does Triple H rank in this? I mean, how, how does he get involved? We haven't seen Triple H in how long? Doesn't matter. Well, if, if, it, if it's talk about the flow of the show, I mean, is he really having an impact on the show? Is he helping Stephanie with Raw? Or if, if like 2 Chain says, if SmackDown's like a, a next NXT 2.0, the real professional version, is he helping out with that? <laughs> I don't know what Triple H is going to be honest with you. Nobody knows. I mean, and that's the great part about it. But nobody knows. I mean, overall, though, I, I would have to give my a thumbs up approval rating advantage to to Shane, and and it still comes, has to come back to what is WWE trying to do with their cruiserweights now? One of the stipulations that's been added to the Survivor Series match is where you have Kalisto is facing the Brian Kendrick. The whole cruiserweight division comes to SmackDown. Now, how is that going to work with SmackDown still being a two-hour show if that was to happen? I don't think Kalisto is going to win. But let's say if it did happen, I I'm mean, switch on the weight to, to SmackDown. No, 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 no. no. You can't, it's hard for you to say that you don't think it's going to happen because if the, if the possibility of Intercontinental Championship could be switching brands, um, right? Cruiserweight. You know, and and don't get don't don't get confused that also that next following hour of uh, SmackDown becomes 205 Live. Now, granted, I don't know how it's going to be recorded quite yet, but if that show is tailored on the back of SmackDown, like, you know, if it is just completely a different show, but it is after SmackDown, consider that the commentary crew will be the same commentary crew for SmackDown, then the belt's already in the arena. You know what I mean? Right, that's true. So it's a possibility. You can go either way. I just I just want to see if they're gonna move the whole cruiserweight division over to SmackDown. And SmackDown's a two-hour show. Are you really gonna take time to have this cruiserweight division gonna build storylines into your two-hour time slot on top of already building storylines of what you got? So that's the good thing about SmackDown, as you said, you have SmackDown has a good flow with their main event title, which is the WWE World Heavyweight title. You have a great a few with the Intercontinental title. And then your tag team division is, is hit and miss. But you can afford that because you have more than enough players that can be involved in that tag team picture. And then you have your, I guess, your high-level non-belt feuds going on with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, whatever they're doing with that. So you have four solid feuds and not even to mention the women's title, which I'm really getting high on, on Alexa Bliss and what she's doing right now. So you have five great stable a fuse going around your major component components of the show how do you fit your cruiserweight division in there i mean because the flow is that the flow is there okay smackdown is going to be smackdown but you know like i said 205 if 205 is added to the end of the show it doesn't it doesn't quite necessarily interrupt what happens in the first two hours now granted if somebody like um kalisto is on SmackDown roster to him to him to just have a match on the show. I don't think it's going to be all purpled out and all that other good stuff. It'll just be a regular match, which it should. That's how it should be. Yeah, gotcha. they'll maintain the flow the same way. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I put it this way. I could be wrong, but I put it this way until more information comes out. So if SmackDown goes two hours, goes off the air, and then we get um, talking smack. In that meantime, is the time where they could change and do all the arena uh, appearances that they need to do. That doesn't mess up the flow of the show. That creates a, another show at the end of the show, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Think about how SmackDown or how Raw used to do with um, with All Stars. All Stars used to get recorded for before Raw went on air, so it's pretty right. much the same thing. You know. Um, and then I think, and then I think SmackDown, which is the land of opportunity, gives um, some of the cruiserweights the opportunity to fight people in, uh, in, I guess we'll say, other weight classes. So you maybe you do get the character development that you you really want, you know, because you get to see these right. people who were just cruiserweight this, cruiserweight that. Now I actually get to say like who this person is, and you have Morrow calling them. Who, do, who would do a better job than anybody on that SmackDown announced team? I mean, a Raw announced team. So, I don't know. So, so we can. So, so. I, I, go ahead. 
I just put on I just put on Twitter. Um, if people can answer the question while we're on live, would you be in favor of the cruiserweight division being on SmackDown? And we'll see what type of comments we get as people vote. So, what what do you think? What what? Okay, so no. Okay, what do, no. You, what do you mean by that question, though? Because they're not going to go on SmackDown. They're going to they're going to go on their own show. Are you asking? Are you in? Are you okay with seeing cruiserweights wrestling SmackDown? And the question, the obvious answer is yes, because you already see them. Well, let me let me edit the question and let's go to what would you see them as their own division on SmackDown? I guess that would be my my leeway. Nobody wants nobody, nobody wants that. That's exactly why two hundred five is happening because they know Creative dropped the ball. In the momentum coming from the Cruiserweight Classic, the calling of the matches, the character development, everything went wrong on Raw. Therefore, they said this needs to be their own show, which is the correct answer to intrigue for the network, to buy for the network, to keep mm-hmm. the excitement like it was from the CW, CWC. But now that you're hearing, you're hearing, you're seeing Kalisto getting involved, which, which in this case is storytelling. Sort of say in, in proper booking where you just have people get in there without making it a big hoopla is what you want. And and but instead you're gonna have it on and on the other way where you're gonna see like Sugar disappear on SmackDown, but it ain't gonna be purpled out. You know? Right. I got you. I got you. So, you know, one match, one cruiserweight match, or one not even just one cruiserweight match, but the appearance of one cruiserweight in the match. On SmackDown is a job well done to me. All right, let me ask this question then. Is this match on the pre-show or does it need to be on the main card? What match? The Kalisto match at Survivor Series. Come on now. Kalisto is the pre-show king. <laughs> Unless he can wrestle. But don't, you, huh? don't you think it would do great justice if this was on the main card? Like, for example, this show is only three hours still, right? It, it hasn't extended its time, has it? Uh, it's still eight to eleven. I, I don't know. I believe somebody told me it's going to be seven. Oh, it is because um I uh, um Jamal was telling me that um his ticket says five o'clock, which I'm assuming that means five o'clock that the doors open. Um, that means they pretty much want people to be seated around six and seven they go. And where where's this again? Where's the location of the venue? Toronto. Toronto. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's so, I mean. Okay, gotcha. So okay, so moving forward, Dev, um, um, with the intrigue of um, Survivor Series, um, I, I, I guess, I guess we just let's just get into it. Does Shane McMahon becoming now? No, no, no. Let's start with Raw, with Sami Zayn not being the fifth man, uh, which was the heavily rumored of last week. Um, just for Seth Rollins, which I was like, I wonder what's going to happen with Seth Rollins. Who is now the fifth person? I mean, is that the right decision? I think it absolutely is. If you're raw, like you said, raw draft the well, put your five best players out there on your field because that's what you want to do. You want to prove that your show, your players, your roster is better than SmackDown. I have no no um no wrongdoing against putting Seth as that last person. Um, how good is Braun Strowman right now? Uh, I'm I'm honestly still not sold. I'm seeing Snitsky all day long. And that just happens to be your your uh your guilty pleasure. <laughs> you, you, yeah, his name every once so often comes out of your name. It, out I your mean, mouth, it, it, does, it does. I mean, Snitsky when he had the yellow teeth and everything, his gimmick worked, but it just didn't work. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I like Braun. I think I think that that they are building him up actually the right way for real for real. Yeah, I, I'm liking Raw too, and um, I'm liking I'm liking the fact that when they did have um that fatal five way match before it happened, I like the fact that Stephanie McMahon brought up the probability of certain occurrences in old feud to to be uh relived again with the Shield, um, with the Wyatt family and something else she brought up, but. I thought that was cool because that's all the kind of the stuff that we was kind of thinking like, oh, what's going to happen with that and so on, so on. So I expect that match to be a, a solid forty-five minute match that's going to tell a lot of story in it. And 
it should be good. And, and but it's only going to be good if the pieces of the puzzle is done correctly. So I feel like roster uh Raw's roster is as good as it should be or or could be. I didn't I didn't think Sami Zayn fit the mode. So um it's good to see that Seth is being uh used right in this situation. And then that leaves Sami Zayn to challenge for um Dolph Ziggler's Intercontinental Championship, which I thought was a you know a whole good ordeal anyway for it to be an open uh, challenge to the other roster. But that leaves Rusev and Lana now, who's been Rusev has been really good over the last what I don't even know how long, but he's been really good, top notch heel, um, cut, cut better, better promo. Where does it leave that guy? He has to get a main title title shot somewhere. Like for example. He could be somebody that could be uh, an in-between champion somewhere, maybe in between now and the Royal Rumble, just as a quick champion, or maybe between the Royal Rumble and uh, Fastlane. If that's the paper I will have. I think he could be like a quick two-week champion. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I thought you just took a few shots. Is it what you just said right now? What do you mean, take a few shots? <laughs> you take a few shots. Because you have that's a lot of wishful thinking right there. Let's get this straight. No, you know what that could be. Is that thinking? This is about to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, he could do something. No, he's not going to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. You oh, matter of fact, let me ask you, Wayne. Do you know what Rusev is doing right now? Do you know what he's doing? He's actually doing the same thing Kevin Owens did before Kevin Owens became the Universal Champion. Losing, losing, thing. Not going to do anything. He's, he's not Kevin Owens now. Oh no! Oh, are you giving props to Kevin Owens now? No. You want to know why? Because he is. Because yes, he is. He, I know. You want to know why? Because Chris Jericho is the greatest, and he overshadows Kevin Owens. Chris Jericho just put you on the list for saying that. No, actually, <laughs> he probably didn't put me on the list for saying that he's great. No, he put you on the list for trying to suck up to him. No, we all know Chris Jericho is great, but Chris Jericho does not need the title right now. He's doing everything he needs right, to right. as a veteran. He should have the title. Everybody. He it should have the title. Oh, man. If he had the title, man. <laughs> um, You know what? Jer- Jericho has been phenomenal on all angles. There's this not even enough time in the day to talk about how good he's been since um his reappearance back in last that nah, time is flying way past that but it's about a year and a half but he's been good like I like I always say he's always rumored to be a uh, a part-timer burying uh new talent but look how good has he been honestly like this still like this is not enough credit for that guy he's great he's made Kevin Owens like a, a, a solid championship run like this is a great championship run for your universal title like Chris Jericho has helped Kevin Owens make that title legitimate and Kevin Owens is doing his thing by performing in the ring here's here's my issue with that my thing is it's not it's not a great title win it's an okay title win the reason I'm saying is because I I feel as if Chris Jericho wasn't here it wouldn't be the same effect and I feel at at this point, I would rather see Chris Jericho with the title. And I feel like they're going to end up feuding. And honestly, I'll be very much satisfied if Chris Jericho had the title. But think about this, though. When The Rock had his title when he was part of the corporation, this kind of helped The Rock be solidified as a true champion. Because remember, The Rock was borderline in that, okay, can he be over the top? Can he be that number one guy? And Vince McMahon kind of helped build Rock for The Rock to be who he is today with that title run with the corporation. Don't sleep on that. So when you have somebody to help somebody, it kind of can build them yeah. to on their own. So it's, it's it's very comparable. Yeah, it's comparable in a way, but it's since it, when I remember that time frame, I still don't get as much overshadowing from Vince as I do from Chris Jericho. Mm, almost the same. I, you saw Big Buck <laughs> and wherever he was. That's because Vince was a supreme heel, and Chris Jericho is not coming off as a heel at all, which is great. He's in a great area, but the fans love to hate him, and that is whatever he's doing is magic. Okay, he. If 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 I had to really look at the Raw roster, who's over, like currently active right now, like New Day is uh like a one, 
And Chris Jericho's like a 1B, easily. Ooh. Easily. What, what would you – I I got a I got a I got a I got a good topic after this as well too. But before before we uh get completely off the question I asked, I gotta give credit that I would not steal credit for this, so I'm gonna give credit from um at at the underscore David Conrad. He made a good tweet earlier, um, a couple of days ago that I said I was gonna say on the show was that um he said it kind of feels like Ru- Rusev and Braun should trade places where Rusev should be on the team and Braun should be challenging. Sammy for the title shot, which I thought not only just is that such a good idea, but that also could have been pre-show material for that match to actually happen on this on the car. And even if it did just happen overall, Braun Strowman versus the Miz is perfect storytelling. The monster versus the guy who just had to keep on trying. David and Goliath, you get what I'm saying? Like the way how the the way how uh, Dolph had to keep going against the Miz to finally get over to win the championship, just to have to run into a monster to prove that he can get the job done for real. Him beating Braun makes him look stellar, and the Miz won't have much to say about um, how he doesn't bring uh, prestige to the title anymore. But beating Braun, the way how they're booking him, not even just that. If you if somebody had no no knowledge of Goldberg, but you look at what everybody's telling you about Goldberg, and you're looking at how they're doing Braun right now, you kind of say like Braun is uh being booked like uh the premature Goldberg right now, a monster tirade beating everybody in his path who was supposed to be a heel, but you know that that quite didn't work, and and just winning and winning, just to see somebody go, uh, underdog Goldberg beat him. I mean, I thought it would make Dolph look really good, so. But again, with all the work that Rusev has been doing, um, I thought that he deserved to have been on the roster. He was just a champion, and it, and I just thought it made more sense, you know. If oh. they if they was going to take Braun off, of course. But I do like Braun. I do like Braun being on it as well too, because I just like Braun. So whatever. But um, uh, before I cut you off, my question I was thinking about, and I was going to text you like yesterday. Is that Finn Balor is being announced to, to be coming up on a uh, a Raw sometime soon? Yep. Um. With all this being said, and, and Finn being out for the time he's been been out, do you think they get it right the second time reintroducing Finn the way they should have done it the first time? I think it, it loses the effect on it because we all know who he is now. Um, but one thing you still cannot do, you cannot give his entrance a free performance on Raw. You have to make it network worthy. Like, for example, when we saw Undertaker's entrances, as far as the real demon entrances, they always came on pay-per-view. They never gave him, a, like, the, the best ever entrance on a Raw. You can't do that because it takes away the special moment he has. Like, for example, NXT, he never gave his entrance unless it was at an NXT takeover. So, so Full Sail crowd is totally different. So, you know, you know, you know there's an argument there. But, I mean, you had to, you had to let the raw people know who he was. So, I, I get it. I didn't like it, but I get it. But now that they know who he is, they got to do it right this time now. That's how I'm looking at it. Here's my thing about it. We know that his entrance is something special. And we know that it, it was forced because of the whole suspension. And this sick man changing his mind and saying, oh. And they had they had to do something quick in order to build for that match. Um, but I think this time they're going to treat that entrance with a little bit more care than they did. And um, you'll see the normal Finn Balor until we get to these paper to these pay per views or these major. He might not. He might not even bring out the demon to the major pay per views. We don't know. And, um, I feel like if they do it that way, that'll be much better. It's just a way of of getting him relevant again. Because I mean, not not saying that we forgot about him. 
but some people may have forgot about him. So what do we what, what do we get from him on his return? That's that's the real question. He, I think he returns has to return. Even though you you just mentioned he might return in the Raw, I think he doesn't need to return until like a pay per view for like a title match. So it's like an excitement. Oh my God, that's Finn! You know something like that. Um, I, I think that's the best. And bring him back heel. I think the best way to bring him back is a heel. No, you can't bring him back heel. Not at all. Um, um I, I, think they, I think they got to do what they did with Emma. Uh, they got to put a, they got to put him on a couple of house shows and just bank for the right time. Don't do not rush it prematurely because, I mean, at this rate, if you bring him out, um, he's not going to do good mic work, and um, he's not going to be able to do good mic work against Kevin Owens. And then the other scariest factor of the whole thing is that you're not going to be able to do good mic work against Chris Jericho. No. Which is a stereo. But here's the thing, and this is this, and I'm going to go stereotypical right here. What is the event that a lot of people come back at? The Rumble. That's coming up. The Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. I think that's a good. I, I definitely think that's a good spot. He'll get he'll get a pop. Oh, could you imagine? He could do whatever interest he wants. Matter of fact, his demon interest might take the whole 90 seconds, so that might not be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suggest to keep away from that interest of the Royal Rumble. That's right. We in there. We in there, Royal Rumble 2017. A week, a week after my birthday, so we'll be fun. I'm still kind of banking on should I get the um should I get the um the universal championship. But Dwayne, I might got to see your big gold belt one more time because I'm really convinced that's what I really want. That's that's what I've been thinking about. This, this entitled back by ASAP. There's no chance I'm getting a cruiserweight. That flimsy looking belt. There's there's no way. Not a chance. <laughs> they can they can they can sell that one to me for fifty dollars. Not not a chance. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but wait a minute. I cut y'all off about something earlier. Y'all was talking about um as far as um. The Raw and the SmackDown roster. So we, we didn't really go over the SmackDown roster. But uh, we'll, it was something y'all were saying about the Raw roster. Oh, about Seth being the perfect choice for him being the number five? Uh, yeah, it was something you were saying, but go, go ahead. I mean, I just think that was the perfect choice. Um, if, if, if Like I mentioned this before, when Stephanie wants to bring her top five draft picks and as Dean Wayne says that maybe Raw had drafted better, you know, you want to spotlight those guys. You bring your best guys. You don't hold any anything back. So I'm 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 cool with it. Anyway, you it's absolutely the best thing that they could have done. I don't I feel as if they you can't put Sammy Zayn on the team. It just wouldn't make sense to me. And then what would Seth Rollins do? I feel like it's perfect. And then you recreate you, you can recreate a lot of storylines in that. Um, do you think that by any random chance that the fact that that was leaked was an automatically abort mission type of thing? What? What? What, what do you mean? I'm, I'm. Um, since that since that graphic was leaked that Sami Zayn was the fifth person, do you think because it was leaked out and so many people um found out about it that they went on an abort mission and decided to uh, switch it up last minute? Do you think there was there was other bigger plans for Seth Rollins? Um, it could, no. it could have been. I'm, it's it's hard to say because you know we get so many things that now with the internet age that it gets leaked. This is what's going to happen, and they change things at the last minute. Like Vince was almost about to pull the curtain on having a women's championship match not go last at uh, Hell in a Cell. So it, it's it's always possible. I wouldn't take anything for granted on that. Personally, I think that Seth Rollins was the plan all along. I won't be. I'm coming to a point where I won't be surprised that WWE itself is actually the source of these leaks. In, in a way, I said I won't be surprised at all if WWE is actually the source of a lot of these leaks. Oh, <laughs> oh so you call it throw people off? WWE Wiki leaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just to throw <laughs> In the eye of the real world, a lot of people do leak their own information and be trying to say, whoops, we didn't know that that happened. Like, um, who did that not to, not like a couple of years ago? It wasn't Sony. It was somebody else that leaked their own stuff, and they tried to act like they didn't. 
It was Sony because it had to do with that movie. Um, what was that Seth Rogen movie? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what was that called? The interview. There we go. Yeah, an interview. Yep. That's right. So going to SmackDown roster now. Um, first of all, with the injury injury to Baron Corbin, like Crimey River, uh, he can't even he can't never cut a promo about somebody else being injured if they're gonna cut a pro if they're gonna cut a gimmick saying that he got hurt. The way how he tried to um. You know, play Kalisto about that match that they were supposed to have in a pre-show, saying he was too scared to wrestle because he was hurt, so he stayed home. So okay, so Baron Corbin cannot use that no longer about somebody being hurt since they want to use that. But whatever it may be, with him being not there, I was thinking like, who else is left on the roster? Then I then Apollo Cruz made an appearance and got squashed. So I was like, oh, can't be that guy. So <laughs> that that only left Jack Swagger. John Cena, like Eric Rowan and Kurt Hawkins. I mean, I was just like, where is this going? I mean, I saw the rumors with Shane online. I was just like, no, just stop. And then I see more rumors about Shane, which we'll talk about in a second. But why Shane? I mean, is SmackDown really in the eye of giving people the opportunity but you put your commissioner in the match? I mean, for, for I mean, all that, they might as well put James Ellsworth in it, right? All right, so here's my thing. I mean, with with Raw, you have your, your five best people. I'm surprised that John Cena didn't do a one-off for this. Me too. That is the that I really thought it was going to be John Cena. That would have been great. I won't be I'm very surprised. John, I mean, it doesn't be John Cena at the end. It, I mean – he could come and surprise everybody and say, Shane, let me do this. I got this. You don't have to do this. And he steps back and Cena comes in and does his little super Cena moment. <laughs> and then that way, you're going to finally get your versus Roman Reigns type matchup. Not saying they eliminate each other, but they can finally touch in the ring just for a hot, quick second just to keep people to, to cheer and boo or whatever you want to do with those two because they are the same. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have to say that um, the uh, what's his name, Paul Heyman uh, promo with Brock Lesnar against Goldberg was really good, and the fact that they noted to John Cena as Super Cena really tickled me a little bit because I was like, hey, I thought that was an internet thing only. So apparently, everybody does know that he is Super Cena. So <laughs> um, anybody, you know, we'll call it like it is anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really thought that was just an internet thing, calling him Super Cena, but they, obviously that that is that is a real thing now. Um, um, so moving forward about Shane McMahon, then so the rumors is now saying that um, moving all the way forward to WrestleMania 33, that Shane is being um, rumored to have a match with Brock Lesnar. And that this was the ultimate setup from when he took that F five. Um, what? This makes no sense. That was, that was like, first of all, straight man. I don't want to see the bag get get tossed about twenty times. He's gonna do the same thing like he did with Taker. It's gonna be a slow, sorry match until one gimmick moment try to make it a moment. Yeah. Besides that, he's, he's going to get a suit about 20, 30 times. He'll get up. He'll be all right. Uh, I, I, wanna, I want to draw attention back to Randy, uh, to the Randy Orton match in that ending. I don't want to see that happen to anybody. Um, I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see Chamber Man probably not know how to take a German shoe flats. And the fact that Shaman Man has gray hair also gives me a stigma to think like, uh, I don't know about this. So um, I'm hoping those rumors get debunked really, really quick because I'm not I'm not finding the intrigue in that. Uh, so, no, Brock, Brock Goldberg, two or something could be a little bit more interesting or three in this case. <laughs> yeah, you three. know, you know how we three about this. It <laughs> it's no question. It has to be a Brock Goldberg three. Goldberg, yeah. the first one. Brock, no, Goldberg come with the first one. Brock come with the second one. Then they had their blow off match at Mania. Man, it has to be a three part series. Yeah, um, Brock has been. I mean, Brock Goldberg's been doing a lot of interviews all over too. 
uh, which is really good for him. Very happy for him. He seems really enthused. It's, I don't see this guy doing one match being done. I know he's keeping it on the humble, saying, you know, if and you know if if they're able to work out something and blah blah blah. But I just don't see him doing one match, and I, I know his son's going to light up too. It, and and I think in the eye of him losing gives him a perspective to say like he has to go back out and do it for his son. Right. So, um, no, Shane McMahon, WrestleMania is a no for me. You guys, yes or no? Definitely no. <laughs> Randy Jackson? Hey. Randy Jackson, what is it for you? Hey, look, hey, look. Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I feel like he's going to be involved some way, some We lost you, Randy Jackson. <laughs> All right. What's that? He's gone. That's two for us. So that will be no. Idol. We will not see him on American Idol. <laughs> but um, you know that. I mean, I, I mean that, that pretty much covers you know the men's whole ordeal for um the team selections for SummerSlam, and I think um. I don't even know what to make of the tag team for Raw. I, I'm, I'm just going to leave that alone. That, that's, that's hot garbage. The tag team one is hot garbage. I have no no excitement for that one. Yeah. Um, I do I do like the fact that um, – oh, you know what? Forget all that. Forget the SummerSlam uh, team stuff. Let's talk about this stuff with the Miz because I know we, we – you know, we, we're getting close to our hour here. Um, the topic I love. The Miz, the Miz, the Miz, the Miz. Man, okay, so first off, I had to play a little bit of um, a rewinding of some comments made last week, I believe it was, where I forgot I forgot who it was. I wish I could remember the Twitter handle, but somebody was saying that um, Heath Slater was the best on SmackDown, and I was just like, what, did the Miz die or something? But... <laughs> As good as The Miz is as a wrestler, uh, promos and everything, he always just seems to one-up himself. And for the longest, I've been showing so much conflict on I'm not understanding how the draft actually worked and how, um, you know, people were signed. What are free agents and blah, blah, blah. And before it all, before the draft happened, Leading Booker T all saying this could happen, teams could get split, trades, blah, blah, blah. The word trade is in full effect right now on Talking Smack, where the the Miz and Maurice. What was the, what was the terms again? I want to make sure I say it correctly. I don't know the exact terms because I still need to catch them on Talking Smack, but I did hear about it, but I don't know the exact terms that were used. Okay, don't worry, because uh, we're going to get that. We're going to get that right now. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, off-brand, off Matt Hardy uh, was, was told by the government agencies that thousands of people voted for him to become U.S. president. Where in the world? Ah, oh, you know, when you're looking for something, you can't find it real quick. I just want to make sure I quote this correctly. But in, in, anyway, forget it. Forget it. Um, on another news, too, Rhino did not win his election bid in Michigan. So I wonder if that keeps him around a little bit longer. But, yeah. but um, so basically, he the Miz told – I mean, I'm sorry. The stipulation for next week's SmackDown um, is that if the Miz, who's challenging Dolph Ziggler – for the Intercontinental Championship is that if the Miz loses, that he requests a trade. Yeah. And what is, I mean, what are we looking at as the implications is this? Because one, I mean, Dan Brown's like, sure. I mean, which has to be bogus to think that you can't just let the Miz go because he's the, one of the hottest uh, people on your, on your show. Of course, for the personal buildings and, and dislikings of him, he's like, sure, you can go. But what works here? I've I seen a couple of people online say, like, the men's for Cesaro be, will be great, which I'm like, man, I, I can get with that. But, I mean, I wanted to pass that around to you guys. What, what do you what do you think? 
I think this is all. I, I think it be used as good trade bait, but you can't trade the man from SmackDown. What you can do is negotiate his contract or anything like that to make it more appealing. Like you have your own run from SmackDown. SmackDown's raw. So I really think this is good that we're trying to use this type of language, like you said, in the storyline aspects, because it's making The Miz an even better character. You might even hear the terms where The Miz is the highest paid SmackDown person of all time, like MVP used back in the day, uh, eventually released and picked up by Raw, new signee and be the highest Raw paid player or whatever. It's great that they're using this with The Miz because it's just adding to his character. Yeah, D Wayne, you want to get in there on that? What do you, what, what do you get from this? I, and you're you hit it on the head. You know, yeah, I like the word trade being involved here. You want to legitimize legitimize the shows as being separate shows. There was a draft, which is a draft is you know another sports term like trade, trade, free agents has already been thrown around. Like what what else? But up oh, D Wayne and his uh, bootleg internet. All right, back. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Sir, what do you what do you so what, what do you get about um the whole Miz trade to Raw? Wait, what what do you take from the um what do you get from that actually? Um, I'm just actually I'm just not sure yet. I feel like there's a legit chance that he might be traded, and for who I don't know. Um, it's kind of intriguing because I mean. It will open a lot of storylines on Raw. Hmm. So, and and it, then it gives you, it, for example, you heard Cesaro. It gives someone like Cesaro who deserves a shot to have a shot. He's not gonna get it. Definitely not gonna get it on Raw. Yeah, I mean. That that tag team thing, nobody's pretty sold on that. I mean, I did tweet that I, I'm I'm getting a little bit more behind it, like the uh, team hell no sort of thing. But come on now, everybody rather have Cesaro on a singles title run, being legitimized and being used the way he should be. And I think we've been rumored, I mean, we've been like kind of uh, protesting for a while to have Cesaro move to SmackDown because. He should have been drafted there in the first place. And I just think it's a better look for him. Okay, yeah. so if it, Cesaro was the one traded, then what happens to Sheamus then? He just goes back on the Hill singles run? Yeah, I don't know what happened to Sheamus. At this point, I really don't care. Do you think Sheamus is picking up steam from, from this gimmick, uh, from this tag team with Cesaro? No. Sellers? And another person with bad connection. You guys, man, I'm. I, you know what? I know what's going to happen next. I'm just going to have to put y'all on the family plan to make sure y'all connections are on par at all. <laughs> so anyway, before we close out for the for the for the night, um, next week is SmackDown's uh, nine nine hundred nine hundred episode. And the Undertaker uh-huh. is um, scheduled to make an appearance. What do we get from him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just an appearance. You know what? I take that back. The, uh, this is probably where you're probably going to start sowing your seeds for a WrestleMania match. And I think it's going to be with uh, Super Cena. Well... I don't know how they're gonna set that up. I mean, when when the next time is Cena supposed to make an appearance? I forgot. I they said something about it. I don't know when the next time is, but I won't be surprised if it's that 900th episode of SmackDown. Yeah, you know, Betty, Betty yeah, Cena always comes for the big one, so I won't be surprised if we see Cena like sometime soon. Anyway, to to yeah. to either save Team SmackDown, become relevant again, get back in the title picture for a little while. He cannot have a title and go against the Undertaker. You know, that just doesn't make sense because that title means it won't be defended then. So, you know, one of the, one or the other, I, I I do think we see Cena uh, make an appearance again soon because I, I don't think we can hold Cena off all the way into the Rumble, right? Nah, nah. So, anti-who, anti-who. Um, 
Before we get out here for the day, uh, D-Wayne, it's been a little bit of a drought, but I guess since your man has been gone for a while, I think you may have to come up with a new reincar reincarnation of the Cenophiles and uh, let it start your your uh, your hubby Roman Reigns. First of all, right now, I, you can always do a Cenophiles. <laughs> you, know, you, you can you can substitute it. I mean, huh? It's it's just tough coming up. I mean, I could I could substitute it, but I mean. It just wouldn't be the same. Um, do you watch Total Bellas at all? That's a, no. That's, that's a real I, question. <laughs> I, you know what? I haven't watched it. But <laughs> it's funny because, like, every time I watch the little promos for it, John Cena's just funny to me. Yeah. John Cena is an interesting character on there. I have to say as much, but... um. The insight you get from Bree and Daniel is what really steals it for me. So, just wondering, just wondering if you watched it, maybe that can cater towards your Cena Monster You know what? I just would not be surprised at in like a year, John Cena gets his own show on E, like his own show. No Bellas, no Bride, no John Laurinaitis, no nobody. Just total Cena. <laughs> Oh man. Well anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um like I said, uh thanks for everybody who tuned in this week. Um all the Twitter interactions, keeping it fun. Uh just a small podcast crew, just trying to have a little fun, interact with people. Um again, keep keep all the tweets and um retweeting likes, all that, keep it going, interact with us. Um next week we'll definitely try to do something a little bit more interactive. It's been a while since we had a fan on the show, so maybe we'll do something with that as well. Um, we look forward to a, some booking on Survivor Series again because I'm sure um, after the Goldberg-Brock uh, confrontation, something's going to change. And the Shane McMahon thing, I'm, I'm, I feel like there's a little smoke being thrown around there, so we'll see what happens with that. But again, um, like us on... Facebook, like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter or whatever. Um, you know, our YouTube channel, all of that. Just like us, retweet, we'll, we follow back, all, all that. So, again, appreciate everybody listening tonight. We'll catch y'all next week.